Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Remember when influencers weren't even a thing? Like when advertising on the internet was mainly in the form of pop-up ads and spam emails? I can't say I really miss those days. Like I love influencer marketing and the world that we're in today. And you probably know that I'm a quote influencer and I make money from sponsored posts and content. But the reality is if you have just one follower, I think you're an influencer. And anyone can grow that following to build a business and earn a paycheck as an influencer. Like I really think anyone can. Maybe you're wondering, well, how? With the right strategy. Like, I know you could do it. That's what I'm talking about with today's guest, Allie Grant. Now, Allie knows influencers. She launched her business, Be Social, in 2012 as one of the first agencies working on influencer outreach and collaboration. I am so excited to ask Allie some of your biggest influencer questions, like how many followers do I actually need to start making money? And what are the secrets to nailing a pitch for a brand collaboration? And really, how can we handle all of the sponsored posts that we're seeing or the things that your audience might be feeling? True story, I wanted Allie and Be Social to represent me when I first started out. So it's totally full circle and such an honor to have her on the show today to talk all things influencer. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Gold Digger. Skillshare is offering my listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for free. To sign up, head to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2 to get two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. 
Okay, Allie, I have a confession to start this episode <laughs> off. And yeah. that is that I have almost hired you a bajillion times. I have just adored following you. I think what you do is so needed. I know that some of my friends that work with you just sing your praises. So for people that don't know who you are and what it is you do, fill them in and then they'll put the two pieces together of why I've almost hired you a million times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a fun intro. Well, I think a lot of people probably see like my email in a lot of big influencers, Instagram bios. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's yes. like something people see. But yeah, I'm Allie. I run a communications group based in Los Angeles called Be Social. And we do kind of two different things. We do talent management for influencers and we do brand communications for a bunch of beauty brands. So kind of helping them connect with influencers, create content and get their name out there. But yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, so how did you get into the space that you're in? Because nowadays, I almost, I don't know about you, but I kind of roll my eyes when I hear the word influencer, because yeah. I come from the school of thought that if you have one follower, you're an influencer. So how did you get involved in this world? And like, what did that look like? Yeah, so I went to college for journalism. So I always thought I wanted to be like an Aaron Andrews, like a reporter. I was always really interested in storytelling. And I think reporters and journalists were kind of almost like influencers, right? Like they were learning about products, they were learning about the coolest events, and then kind of telling a story about them. So that was really exciting to me. So I went to school for that. And then I took my first PR class. And that was kind of on the flip side where I was working, you know, with the brand telling the brand story. And I was like, this is where the route I want to go. And from there, I just did a lot of internships, worked at different ad agencies, PR agencies, social agencies, and really kind of got a, you know, a good understanding of kind of the industry. And from there, graduated college, got my first job working in public relations, um, working with journalists, pitching stories. And this was kind of before social media was a big thing. So we were, you know, doing stuff on Twitter, um, Facebook a little bit. There was no Instagram yet. So what I was seeing was like we were utilizing these social platforms as publicists and trying to connect with people on there. And from there, I was really interested in that. So I moved to a social media agency and started doing campaigns on Facebook and Twitter for fashion and lifestyle brands. And I got the opportunity to essentially start this influencer division. It was more based on affiliate marketing, but we were reaching out to bloggers and influencers to get them to post about the swimwear brands, the shoewear brands that I was working with and giving them essentially affiliate commission to post about it. And really, the, I just saw that continue to grow. And I thought of the idea of I wanted to bring you know my traditional PR experience and kind of marry that with social media and influencer world. And that's what Be Social is. I launched the company about seven years ago, and we just started working with brands to begin with. And then I essentially was helping these influencers kind of build their own businesses and consult them and, you know, what should I charge for this brand? Or, you know, how do I grow my following? And I was really just doing it because I knew it on the brand side. 
And then something just clicked and I was like, why am I not monetizing this? And why am I not making this part of my business? So about four years ago is when we started our talent management division. And I just started signing influencers that we are working with on the brand side. And then really now our team is 50-50 with the talent side really growing and scaling quickly. That's so cool. You know, what a lot of people probably don't know is that Drew and I were both communication majors with PR emphasis. Mm -hmm. So I was in PR SSA. When I like imagined my career, it was totally working at an agency like Kelly Catrone style, you know, (laughs) when Lauren Conrad and Whitney Port worked for her. And that was kind of my view of what that would be like. And so it's just so interesting. It brings me back to all of what I envisioned my life to be versus the reality. And I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, no, totally. I love that. Okay. So one thing that I see a lot these days, and I actually just saw a post in my Facebook group a few days ago, and it was somebody saying, you know, I want to become an influencer, but oh my gosh, do I really have to post every single day? And Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, what do you think about influencer marketing and where it's going, because I'm sure you've seen so much change over the last few years, especially working with both brands and influencers. So how would you describe influencer marketing? And then where do you think it's going? Oh, yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. I mean, I think what an influencer to me is, is someone that has a point of view and tells a story about it. So that really doesn't mean you have to have millions of followers. Like you said, you could have one follower and you could have a point of view about something and you could influence that one follower. And so, and I think that's really initially where influencer marketing was, is we have to find the the person with the largest following and they have to have millions of followers and they have to be like this celebrity. But what's so interesting is influencer marketing has allowed has evolved and has allowed people with smaller followings to really work with brands and to influence. And I think that's really where it's going. We've had brands create large ambassador programs with people with 10,000 followers. So I see that is kind of where it's going. And I think how it's really, really changed and evolved is that there are so many influencers now. When I first started, there was really a not a handful, but like hundreds maybe that were, you know, truly creating content, had a blog, were were posting on maybe Twitter. And now I think there's so many options, which is exciting because it obviously there's opportunity in this world, but I think it's going to force these influencers to evolve and to change and to be different. You have to be unique and, you know, have this point of view and tell a good story. So I think what we're going to see is people are potentially going to fall off because they can't keep up with that. And it's so more competitive than where it was a handful of years ago. But I do think there's still opportunity. I think so many people ask me, like, is it too late to be an influencer? I'm like, no way, not at all. I think there's opportunity now and there will be years from now. So I definitely don't discourage people to, to not do it because it seems saturated or they seem like it's too late to the game. Absolutely. I think that's really encouraging too. For example, like my sister just hit 10K and she has insane engagement. Like Mm -hmm. if I were a brand and I were looking at her versus somebody with 100,000 and kind of a disengaged following, Mm -hmm. I would choose my sister nine times out of 10. And I think a lot of brands are seeing that, you know, a lot of times they used to just look at metrics as the number under your name. But now that we have so much more ways to track 
you know, how campaigns are doing or what's performing or what are people excited to see or how can influencers speak about this in a way that's more authentic to them. I think that it's really exciting because like you said, there's always going to be a new wave of people coming in. And I think that the pie is big enough for everyone to not, you know, believe that scarcity model anymore, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely is. And I think to the point too of, it's not just about followers. There's so much more that a brand is looking for. You know, it's the quality of your content, your photography, your captions, your engagement, your niche. Like there's so much more to it than a following. And I think that's super important too. And, you know, it seems like the micro influencers have this strong, really engaged following. And so that's, you know, that's where they can work with brands and kind of push that messaging to the brands to get these collaborations or campaigns. Yeah. So I'm going to gander and bet that with your job, Allie, you have to do a lot of educating, both educating to the brands and to influencers. So what are some of the things that you find yourself having to like slow down and explain? Because I feel like the world of quote influencer marketing is like this mystical unicorn and people don't really understand all of the work that can go into it on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, there's tons of education that goes on. I'm technically like a middleman, right? Like I obviously have my influencer talent that we represent as an agency that we have to keep happy. And first and foremost, we're talent first, but we also have to work with brands, right? So we have to make the brands happy. And if one campaign goes sour, you know, I'm probably never working with that company again. And that's a huge loss for the company and our talent. So it's tons of juggling. I think on the brand side, really what I try to tell them is you're hiring this influencer for a purpose, right? You liked something about them. You liked the way they tell a story. You liked the content. And so when they hire this influencer and then they try and control the messaging, that's, I think, a huge misstep and a huge loss. I think they should empower the influencer to tell the story in their voice because it's going to work better for all parties involved. So that's something we're constantly drilling into brands is, okay, you know, send over a mood board or a storyline or, you know, tell us kind of where you want to take this campaign, but allow this influencer to tell their message and tell it their way. So, and typically when it is done that way, everyone's happy. Again, we still kind of have to drill that in. And then on the influencer side, what we really try to tell them is, This is a business, right? And it is so important to deliver your assets in time to be professional because people on the other end, if you're, you know, working with a L'Oreal, they have people that they have to, you know, get the messaging to and approval to. And so I think that is something that I definitely struggle with is really letting them know that this is a business and we have to be professional and we can't ask for extensions and we can't do this because they have, you know, deadlines and things that they have to meet on their end. And I think too, from the influencer side is like, take a beat and slow down. You don't have to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it seems shiny and exciting. And the dollar amount is really like, Ooh, that's amazing. Like maybe I can get a new bag or a new car with that. But I think if you want to do this long term, you really have to sit down and think, okay, 
is this brand going to, you know, better me? Are my followers going to enjoy learning about this brand? Like really ask yourself those questions. And if you could answer yes to all of them, then move forward. But I've seen time and time again, you know, some of the talent we represent, they just like overwhelm themselves with ads and then they get, they don't hit their deadlines and then, you know, they're getting overwhelmed and frustrated and it's just kind of a spiral effect. So I think really, you know, take a beat, slow down and be careful and think about what you're saying yes to. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like smiling and nodding over here because I'm getting off of maternity leave. I wasn't really in my inbox for three months. And so the other day I went through a folder and we had over a hundred requests for partnerships, collaborations, whatever. And these were people that had seen our rate sheets and were interested. And out of the 100, I said that I would take more information from three. Um, And so it's funny because, you know, I basically made a template for my team and was like, just tell people these aren't the right fit right now. And it is shiny and it is enticing. And there are definite things where you're like, oh, I can maybe make this work. But I have just learned like you have to go from your gut and choose ones that excite you. Like today I got a pitch from Dyson, uh, the vacuums and Drew is obsessed with vacuuming. Like I had to Google how to spell vacuuming like an hour before this pitch arrived. And I was like, oh my God. And I sent them a photo of Drew vacuuming with Conley and a little carrier. And I was like, this is so aligned. Like this makes so much sense. We love your products. We use them. And so I feel like people, you know, influencers get so pulled in by the dollars, which is easy in any scope of life to do that. But again, it is that long term trust that you have to look at as a business. And I think that that's so, so important, Allie. And I'm sure for you, sometimes it's like so hard to get that through. Yeah. I mean, on my end, I don't make money either, right? Like the way my business is set up, I make a percentage of my talent's revenue. So, you know, it's me saying no to money too. So I see the like the long term and like what's five years from now. And I think this, this one deal for 10K, although it sounds nice, I don't think that deal is pushing us toward the long term. So we got to say no. So there's definitely a lot of those conversations. Okay, so let's say that someone is imagining a life of the things that we're talking about right now, imagining a life with an inbox full of collaboration requests or getting paid $10,000 to do a post. And they are saying like, this is what I want for my life. Where would you tell them to start today? What is one action item that they could start today to get them closer to that goal? Yeah. I mean, I think this industry is all about relationships. You know, the deals that come through our agency are all from really like long term relationships that our company has built. So I think that that is so, so, so important. What I would do if I was kind of starting out as an influencer, I would build a long list, a wish list of brands that you want to work with and align with your brand that you use organically and build that list, try and find contact information for the people at those brands and introduce yourself. I think that is step one. I think people, if you're just sitting back and waiting for it to come to you, it's not going to come to you. So go and make it happen. Finding that contact information can be as simple as, you know, looking at Instagram, looking at LinkedIn, Googling people and introducing yourself with maybe your media kit information about you and why that brand is important to you and why you, you know, why you want to collaborate. And I think it can start off as, a relationship, maybe you go and get coffee or a lunch, and maybe you start getting gifted the product. 
and it can evolve from there. So that would kind of be my first piece of advice. And you like this industry is so competitive and you have to hustle and work really hard. You can't just sit back and wait for it to come to you. Yeah. I was smiling because my mom came over the other day and it reminded me of just starting as an influencer because we use Away Luggage. They've actually sponsored our podcast, not this episode, but we love Away Suitcases. And years ago, I had just a few thousand followers and I reached out to them and I was like, hey, like I really want one of your suitcases. I will post about it like three times if you give one to me. And just to see the evolution of, you know, me pitching myself to a brand and saying, here's what I bring to the table. Here's what I can add as value and pitching myself. And so that brings me to my next question is like, if somebody does want to contact and maybe, you know, for me, I'm in the Midwest, I don't really have an opportunity to sit down with a lot of people over lunch. What kind of things could you include in a pitch if you didn't have a giant number under your name? How would you approach a brand and try to start working together, whatever that would look like? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously introduce yourself, what you're all about, your, you know, attached stats, like maybe impressions on your story views, you know, your engagement rate. I would definitely recommend signing up for four card and then downloading the media kit that they create for you. It's amazing. It has so many stats and is super helpful for brands. And, you know, also I kind of showcase how this brand fits into your lifestyle and maybe like an idea for content that you would create. Because on top of impressions and sales and traffic these brands are looking for, they're also looking for content and content is expensive to create. So if they were to go and like do a shoot with, you know, a girl in her home with her dog and make this cute, you know, say Dyson, for example, you know, that would cost them a lot of money to, you know, find a location, find models, photographers, editors, and create this content. So you can also push that. Be like, I can create three assets for you that you can utilize on your social media, your website, and newsletters. And that is so, so valuable for them. And that also helps you. Like if you're in Dyson's, you know, social media, I don't know how many followers they have, but say they tag you, that's a good way to grow your following too. So if your following isn't there, I would say push the content piece, but make sure you're able to deliver on that and it's high quality content. If there's one big piece of advice I want you to hear, it's to invest in yourself, invest in your learning and grow your skills. It doesn't have to mean going back to school or spending a ton of money. It can be simple, like taking a course from Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than over 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, your creativity, and your career. Take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, illustration, and more. I took a doodling for iPads course and learned how to turn my own handwriting into the brand elements all over our website and Instagram. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and growing. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Sign up at Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Again, head to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger and the number two to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. 
Yeah. And I think it's really cool, too. I mean, I look back, anyone could scroll back in my feed years ago. I was tagging brands long before I was ever collecting paychecks. So if I went to West Elm and I bought a comforter for my bed, I would post a picture of that and tag it because I genuinely loved it. And I feel like people are missing that step of like brands need to see how you share about other brands, regardless of if you're getting paid to do it or not. And that can really show like, hey, people take action when I talk about something or here is how I can authentically talk about something I genuinely love and how that could translate into like an influencer, you know, partnership. Yeah, no, definitely. A good example of that. I had a talent who really wanted to go to the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yep. And so I was like, that's great. You and, you know, a million other people. (laughs) (laughs) No, right? Like everyone wants to go. I said, okay, well, let's put a plan together. You know, they have invited you to X amount of events, no money, but go, go create content, post, do stories. We'll get you on their gifting list. We'll introduce you, send over your media kit. And then, you know, she did all of those things and boom, she's at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. So, you know, she made it happen by, you know, bringing that brand into her life, doing it organically. They obviously took notice and then they, you know, sent her an invite. So I think if you really want something to happen, you just got to go and make it happen and not sit back and wait for it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think too, one thing I'd be curious to hear too is a lot of brands that are just getting started, like that is when they need help. Like they don't have those big budgets like you talked about. They can't book out a studio and do all of that. And so it's really awesome as an entrepreneur to support other entrepreneurs that are really getting things going. Um, And I feel like a lot of partnerships can really form organically when you're each looking at like, how can we support each other? I mean, there was a couple of years where I was just taking product in exchange for posting and sharing about it before anything ever evolved into a facet of my business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about even like a company like Revolve reaching out to them and say, hey, I'll create, you know, 10 assets for you and post X amount of times if you share me on your Instagram. And that's a great way for you to get in front of a million people and grow your following. So I think there's things you can give to the brand and there's things the brand can give to you outside of just money. So that's something to think about too. Do you have any things that influencers should just totally avoid saying in a pitch or anything that they should leave out when they're reaching out to someone? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe not to avoid, definitely like have a reason, like don't just introduce yourself and like not explain why you want to work with the brand and why it makes sense. I get a lot of like blind on our brand side. We get a lot of very what feel to me very blind pitches of influencers introducing themselves to our agency and wanting to work with the brands we represent, but they don't know what brands we represent (laughs) and they just want to work with us because they see, I don't know what they're seeing, I guess, on social media. So that to me feels like just not right. You know, it's like, I think do your research and make sure you understand who you're reaching out to and for what purpose. Because I think a lot of those emails are probably just trashed or, you know, not as important to whoever you're sending it to because it doesn't feel authentic. Mm -hmm. We did a full episode. It was episode 195 and it was 11 never shared secrets to pitching yourself. And that was one of the key points that was made is like 
spend time doing research and let people know. We get so many submissions for people to to be guests on the podcast. And it's very obvious they've never listened to the show. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you would be so better suited instead of spending an hour blasting out the same email template to 10, 20 different brands, spending an hour and writing a really thoughtful pitch to one or two companies or representation places. Don't you agree? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think it's so obvious. Yeah, no, it's so obvious. I mean, sometimes I even put like the wrong names in yes. it or the wrong agency or like, we would love to be working with a like a brand we don't even represent. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I would be on like BCC on this or something. Yes. So yes, yes. Oh my gosh. So I feel like a lot of times people really struggle with pricing and I will see so many different posts where it'll be like, hey, a company wants to use this photo. What should I charge them? Or I want to partner with this company. How much do I charge? Do you have any advice on like how to price what you can contribute, what that looks like? Because I think it's still a mystery and I'm in this business. So I'm curious to hear, especially since you run an agency. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the wild, wild west, right? Like, you know, (laughs) Some people are like pricing themselves like really high. Some are so low. It, there's no like point of reference really either. So it makes it pretty difficult. But I always go back to for every 10,000 followers, you should charge around $100. Like that's a good like starting point. So if you had a million followers, you might be charging around $10,000 for a post. But that varies because I've seen people with a million followers charge 5000 up to 30,000. So it's all across the board. So I think what you can do is factor in, you know, your engagement rate, the, you know, quality of the content you're posting, the category you're in, and also don't just charge for you posting, charge for the usage of the content too. So, you know, Dyson might hire you to do a post on your social, but are they going to be using that content on social ads in their website for an advertisement, whatever it might be? Those are times that you can kind of upsell yourself and earn more money. So I think that's, you know, something to think about and consider. But Also factor in how long does it take you to create content? Do you have to hire a photographer? Like factor in all your costs to create this content for the brand. And that's going to vary for every influencer. Sometimes it's your Instagram husband that creates the content. So you don't have that cost. Maybe you're an editor. So you know how to do the editing. So you don't have that cost to factor in. But I think that little like math equation I said earlier is a good starting reference point. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's actually very aligned to like what Drew and I are both doing with our accounts. I feel like that's a very fair way to look at it, especially if you have an engaged audience. And, you know, we have the ability to upsell a lot because I can shoot content and I can edit it and I can, you know, I had to like Photoshop something into a photo and I know how to do all of that because I was a photographer, whereas someone else would have to reshoot something. And, you know, I just think a lot of times we're prone to undercharge or to not look at the time. And I know my family kind of laughs now because they'll always tease like, oh, you just get products and you just post a picture and you get paid. Like how amazing. And it is incredible, but there is a lot more work. You have to send things for approval. You have to send in different options. You have to, you know, negotiate. There's, I would say that out of all of the jobs I do, influencer marketing probably takes up the most time and energy, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. 
No, I, it's like your, your own creative director, right? Mm -hmm. And you do it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are the model, you shoot, you edit, you talk to the brand. You're literally doing all the pieces of the puzzle that in like a brand or a agency, like multiple people would be doing. So it's difficult and it does take a lot of time. Are you seeing any trends going through influencer marketing that could maybe help people kind of get ahead of the game on? Is there anything that's popping up a little bit more for you these days with the pitches between your clients and influencers? Yeah. I mean, I think what brands are really looking for right now is video. So Uh if you can, whether that's on YouTube, whether that's on IGTV, whether that's on stories... I think video is what brands want to see. You know, video, you can tell a story so much better than a still photo. So I would create content, video content. And I think an easy way to do that is obviously be really active on your stories and also kind of start doing IGTV. And if you have the bandwidth, YouTube. I think YouTube is the place to be. And I think more brands are looking to spend dollars there. But YouTube takes consistency and you would need to post at least once a week. But I highly recommend going to that platform. I agree. That is the exact trend I was going to say is video. I feel like the amount of brands that want Instagram story collaborations over static posts is insane, which I think is a really big like kind of sign of where we're headed. And what I think about video that's so cool is like, you can't Photoshop that like, you can't edit it out and make it perfect, or, you know, select the perfect photo out of a series of 100. There's so much more rawness of video and the ability to explain that's exactly what I'm seeing as well, which I think is exciting. But it's also nerve wracking for people that don't love to be on video. Yeah, no, I have a, you know, a handful of talent that don't feel comfortable being on video. They prefer still photos. They don't want to be speaking to a camera. They don't, that doesn't excite them. So, and if that's the case, that's fine. There's obviously still opportunity with, you know, still photos, but if you have a personality, if that excites you, I would definitely push you to start creating video. I mean, just a year ago, like we had very little deals on Instagram stories. And now almost every deal we do includes some form of video, you know, usually on Instagram stories. Yep. Oh, I can. I 100% agree with this. Okay. So here's a fun question. So let's say somebody listening is wanting to get involved in the Instagram influencer, just influencer game overall. What are different ways that creative people could kind of collaborate to make campaigns or to pitch themselves? Because I think there's a real opportunity. I know you guys work with a few really incredible photographers more frequently. What are different ways that people could use their gifts to get into influencer? marketing? Yeah. I mean, I've actually seen this like consistently is the people behind the scenes of these influencers have now created their own, you know, careers. So I think if you're a photographer and editor, there's so much potential and opportunity in this space. And I would go through and essentially email or DM a bunch of influencers you would want to work with. I think these, these influencers are constantly looking for good content creators to help them with these brand campaigns. So I think that's step one. 
also like makeup artists, stylists, like there's so much opportunity to kind of get in this world and be your own sort of influencer. I think really, again, I think I would just go through and build a wish list of people you'd want to collaborate with and introduce yourself. And I bet you, you will get a response because people are always on the, the lookout for this. And also on the brand side too, if you're a photographer or a makeup artist or whatever you might be, like go and introduce yourself directly because they're constantly creating content for social media, brand campaigns, and there's tons of opportunity to get involved in that way. I love this because there are people listening to the show that are probably like, I never even want to become an influencer. But I think there is so much opportunity for people to build businesses around influencer, like you said, whether it's a creative director or the photographer or somebody that helps write captions, like there is so much opportunity to almost make an incredible team if you don't want to be the face yourself. And there's so much opportunity these days, specifically, I'm thinking like photographers or content creators, people are realizing like, I need images of myself. I need updated headshots. I need someone to come follow me around for a day and take photos that I can use for the next few months. And there's opportunity to build incredible businesses around this wave that's happening, which is so cool. Yeah, I mean, that's what my business is, right? I mean, I'm not an influencer, but I help influencers and I'm behind the scenes creating these brand campaigns. And so, you know, if you have a business mind or if, you know, you have a background in, you know, communications and brand work and you have an influencer friend, Try and manage them. See what you can do. See how you can grow their career. I mean, that's a an awesome... I mean, I love what I do. So that's definitely a path you could go down as well. I think it's so cool. I think the opportunities are endless. And I think that people sometimes like jump onto trends too late instead of being a trendsetter. And when you look at how you got into this business, you're absolutely navigating into uncharted territory. And I'm sure you've pivoted so many different times within your career to yeah. kind of where things were headed. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, initially be social, we were pretty media heavy in terms of like, you know, working with media outlets and, you know, 70, 80% of our business now is on influencer. And that was a really big shift we saw over the past like four years. So yeah, I think you, you know, got to keep your eye open and understand what's happening within the marketplace and, you know, make those changes. So you're, you know, growing with the changes, not against them. I think that's so awesome. So, Allie, what are you excited about? Like, what are you guys working towards? What's something on your calendar that you're just really eager to experience? Kind of fill us in on where you're at now. Yeah, I think, you know, where my head's at with all of this is, you know, we're starting to create brands of our own with the talent we represent. And that to me is so exciting. So we're taking this digital footprint and like bringing it to life through product creation. So we have a handful of beauty brands in the works. We have clothing line coming out with a big retailer. So that's where I, I'm putting my energy and what I'm really excited about and hoping to see more of that. I'm sure you see a lot of influencers building you know, their own brands and all of that. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. If, you know, the influencer has that, you know, strong following and engagement, I think that's a really fun route to go into and kind of expand their brand. 
We're moving offices, which is really exciting, constantly scaling and growing the team, which is always a challenge for me. You know, I have a creative, you know, mind. And so I think the biggest challenge within my business has been really like the operations end of things. So the growing is always exciting. Signing new talent, new brands. We're doing a really fun festival event with H&M. So I'm super excited about that. But yeah, I mean, there's lots going on all the time. And this industry is like always changing. So crazy what you've managed to build. If somebody was listening to the show and they were saying on their vision board in one year, I really want to work with Allie. What kind of things do you look for that shows that someone has true influence? Oh, yeah. You know, I think that... I really am going to have to say like engagement is really what we're looking at now. We get a lot of submissions for influencers wanting representation and we take a, you know, a good amount of time, you know, researching them, looking at it. Every submission we get, we take time and look at, you know, that's a, I think a huge lesson in business is to answer every call and answer every email because you don't know where that person's going to be in six months or a year. So take the time for everyone that comes through your doors So, you know, we'll take time and look through that and, you know, looking at their engagement, the brands they've worked with, kind of what are their goals too? If we get someone's like, I just want to be an influencer, that to me is not exciting. What I want to see is, you know, in a year from now, I want a big podcast or I want to launch my own brand or I want to create a workshop or, you know, someone who's thinking ahead and has ideas and, and then we can be the partner that helps them achieve those things. Just recently, we signed a personal trainer and what excited us about him was that he had so many goals and he was so ambitious and he just needed a partner to make these things happen. And I was just so excited about his business and what he was trying to achieve. So that was someone we signed and it wasn't you know, a normal sign with millions of followers. It was a little bit different for us, but we're making money together and it's exciting and we're growing his business in ways that you know he couldn't imagine. So... And that's kind of what I'm looking for now is, you know, I want to be, you know, represented by a company because I have X, Y, and Z goals. I just don't know how to get there. I love that. And I think that's encouraging. Like, you got to keep thinking forward. And especially when it comes to the influencer game, like you've said, like, this is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And the more that you can get people to really trust that you are doing the work and that you are only promoting things that you love and that you really value their views and their double taps and their action that they take with you. I think that it's a really exciting direction. And I still think it is worth noting that if you have one follower, you have influence. So I think a lot of people wait until, you know, they tell themselves like, once I have 10,000 followers, then I'll start posting about what I care about. No, 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 no. Like your message should be already reading that you're an influencer today, Mm -hmm. because guess what you already are, you know? Yep. 100%. Oh, so where can everybody find you learn more about what you do connect with you give us all the places? Yeah. So our company Instagram is at the social group. My Instagram is at Allie Grant ALI on our website, which is switching to be social group.com in about a month. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. <laughs> Allie, thank you so much for coming on. It has been so awesome to just follow your journey and to watch your business grow. You are killing it, girl. Oh my gosh. Back at you. Full disclosure, I kept Allie on the line after the interview ended because 
she's incredible at what she does. And I really think that the influencer world kind of feels like this mystical unicorn. Like, where do I start? How am I qualified? What do I say? How do I send out a pitch? I hope today's episode kind of shed a light on what this influencer world looks like and how you could get started, whether you're a photographer or you could help create content. What you have to offer to brands is something that you have to figure out and then begin to communicate that. I am so excited to be a part of this influencer world. I think it's exciting and it's incredible work. I mean, I never have a dull moment where I think, dang, it sucks that I'm getting paid to share the things I love. Like what a world we live in. And I know that it probably looks super shiny and and you're wondering, well, how do I get those followers so that I can do that? I hope today's episode kind of removed that veil so that you can get started exactly where you're at right now in this moment in time. Thank you so much to Allie for coming on the show today. And I hope that today you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to chase your biggest dreams. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.